Inside Nigeria, keeping you informed on what matters. Good morning, viewers. It's a new day, a new month. Of course, Monday, November 1, 2021. Just about 60 days away from the end of 2021. Is another edition of Inside Nigeria. My name is Bodhi Badebo. Of course, as usual, I'm not alone. I'm with my regular co-uncle, Winifred. Okay, well, Winifred, good morning. Good morning, Bodhi, and uh, good morning to our viewers out there. Yes. Happy New Today Month. Today is November 1st. Exactly. Our time flies. Before <laughs> you know what is happening, 2021 will be out and 2022 will be in. Exactly. Exactly. And of course, as viewers can see, Dr. Austin Maho, our guest analyst for today, has returned today for a wonderful analysis. Dr. Austin Maho is the publisher of Daybreak newspaper this year in Abuja. Dr. Good sir. Thank you very much, buddy. It's Will nice to have you. It's nice, nice to be here. To Happy New Month. Happy New Month. <laughs> uh, like you said, our time flies. Leadership <laughs> We just have, yes. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we just have 60 days yeah. to the end, end of, of the year. And yeah. I can assure you that There'll be a lot of drama, <laughs> especially with the onset of political activities. We expect a lot of a lot of things happening going forward as we head towards uh, the general election. And that reminds me, Doctor, by December or so, or maybe end of November, you now see newspapers and magazines, you know, scrambling to put out who is the man of the year, yes. who is the person of the year, mm -hmm. who is this of the year. Doctor, maybe people this something okay. of the year. <laughs> Yeah. for appearing on Leadership TV. Well, as usual, viewers who started with Nigeria's most influential newspaper, The Leadership. On the front page of Leadership this morning, six days to Anambra poll, residents flee over rising insecurity. Six days to Anambra's poll, residents flee over rising insecurity. Sporadic gunfire frightens residents, two killed in court war, court clash, Police assure residents of call for calm. Traditional religious leaders warn IPOP against hampering conduct of election. I don't know if that call by traditional religious leaders is enough to stop IPOP from this madness going on in yeah, they, Anambra State. Just guess, six days to, to the, the election. election. Yeah, Who will vote? Who will come out and vote? There is heightened crisis in the state. A lot of people are worried, irrespective of. Uh, the mobilization, the security mobilization by the federal government to the southeast. You know, when you see the area of security equipment, personnel, army, police, joint security task force that the federal government has mobilized to go and deal with, that provide security for the Anambra Pole. It seems as if the federal government actually mobilized for war. So elections <laughs> has become <laughs> like preparing for war in Nigeria. <laughs> And, and, it, and it's not funny. And in spite of all that, you see, like, what uh, uh, leadership is, is this security in the state, in Anambra State, is still very, very dicey. It's still very fluid. They've not been able to put their foot down to, you know, address or bring, uh, create a peaceful environment for the poor to hold. Sporadic gunfire residents running court activities on the rise police are just saying what they need to say assurance of adequate security 
But what residents are seeing on the ground is not a reflection of a state of security to assure them enough for them to stay back and take part of the electoral process. So they're on the run. So that's now that has now led to the intervention of traditional rulers to say, look, IPUB, shield your sword, let election hold. They are just playing their role, but whatever they are saying, they don't have the mozo power to be able to drive it through. Those that have the mega the mozo power, the federal government, the security agencies that the federal government have deployed there, they should do their work. They should do more. And let this cop for the another election pass with us. But what my take is, uh, Dr. Austin, could it be that the residents are of the feeling that well, this election will come and go and you will go to relieve us with this same so if by the time we come out to vote, we don't have a reprisal attack on us, I see it that way. Yeah, you are you are very correct. You are very correct because he who wears the shoes <laughs> knows <laughs> where it fits. Because they are the one on ground. Yes. And uh, and of course we all know the agenda of IPO and the secessionist agitations in the southeast. All they after is that look, unfortunately, we are not part of the federation. Elections cannot hold. Elections should not hold. We don't want election to hold. If election hold, it means the southeast or specifically Anambra state in this in this case is is still part of Nigeria. They are saying that we are no longer part of Nigeria. We are different. So election cannot hold in our government. So the federal government must really put it, must use all means available, including carrots, to address the situation. But what the federal government, and for that, it has come under a lot of criticism in recent times that you seem not to be applying the carrots, just stick, stick, using force, bulldoze your way, military might. And we know they are facing a, not a symmetric, but an asymmetric situation. This unknown government that dominates the southeastern part of the country, they strike and they retreat. So you really don't see them. The strategy the government has adopted all this while is not working. Or even if it is working, it's not working effectively. I tell people that even a lot of southeasterners, a lot of southeasterners, even if they don't come out to support the agitation, or even if they don't support the modus operandi of IPOB, many of them are closer supporters of a Biafran state in the southeast. So to that extent, we need to be careful. The federal government needs to deploy, like I said, more carrots. Call for a round table discussion to, to address this issue. Because after now, like you said, what happens? What happens? You hold the election, the governor is the new government is sworn in. What happens with security? Yes. I think government needs to go to the roots of the crisis and address it once and for all. Thank you so much, Doctor. We need to move away from politics to an interesting story on the front page of our sister publication, The National Economy. The National Economy today, 1st November, says, despite warnings, Nigerians still lose billions to Ponzi schemes. Despite warnings, Nigerians still lose billions to Ponzi schemes. With ignorance, greed, more people will continue to lose money, say experts. With ignorance, greed, more people will continue to lose money, according to 
experts. That is this headline story on national economy. Yes, Doctor, I was about asking you even why Nigerians we go into uh Ponzi scheme, but then our paper mm-hmm. has already, you know, yeah, outlined the reasons, ignorance, greed. We make people to to patronize our these people according to experts. And the money lost in the last uh five years or so. It runs into, into over three hundred billion. Yes. yes. You know, no, in one year, I think in twenty twenty. In 2020. 2020, 2020, 2020 today. Yeah, exactly. Because I know two two prominent ones. 300 billion, doctor. This yeah. money is more than the annual budget of about 10 states in Nigeria. Yes. Individual yes. states, they don't get, they don't make budget up to 300 uh, uh, billion. billion. Yes, right. No, it's, it's, it's an unfortunate situation, which, uh, which at times you ask yourself, what are the regulations? agencies what are they doing to address the situation why should these ponzi scheme like we know it especially of this nature have been running all over the country at least for the past 10 years is it that we don't have enough regulation to deal with the situation or is it that the regulatory mechanism in place they are not effective enough or is it that the regulatory authorities themselves they've compromised they don't have the force to ensure that when anybody set up a financial institution that you cannot really verify their credibility or their credibility is not sure you don't you don't this, the regulatory agencies don't have the power to talk to them and say come let's look at your book you are saying people should give you their funds and you are paying them 10 percent 15 percent on a monthly basis which is over a hundred percent in a year. When we know that the conventional banks, they can't give you more than even that 10% in a year. You now have somebody setting up a financial institution and give you profits, uh, interest of over a hundred percent around this ridiculous. And like you like your paper right rightly stated, what well this situation is one ignorance, greed, get the rich syndrome. You know, in like, yeah. if, yes. If, but in, in Nigeria, that is of ignorance. I don't, don't really buy into it because, uh, hey, have you forgotten MMM? Mm-hmm. Even those that were well educated, we have people like pastors, clerics, mm-hmm. they also uh, <laughs> keep it to. You want to say that this is what well, that, is, that, is, that, that is the next area I was going into. We live in a country where mm-hmm. things are not working, where the avenue to earn a living is not there. So, what happens eventually is that a lot of people. Are looking for a miracle. Is is the same is the same miracle mentality <laughs> that has inflicted our society that is following all this. If you look at the Nigerian polity today, you ask yourself which businesses are going. Yeah, churches. That's a miracle. That's a, a miracle. The miracle. The miraculous industry. People want instant miracle, so they turn to God. That's why churches are growing. Mosque everywhere. You know, where government have failed, people turn to fit. Yes. Then number two, gambling houses. Most of the prominent industries you know in Nigeria, they've all folded up and have been taken over by the big Nigerians of this world. Who are taking over these facilities? Why do people gamble? They gamble because they want instant work. They see it as an avenue for poverty alleviation. Put 10,000 and get 100,000 over the weekend. And of course, Ponzi schemes. If Ponzi scheme are attractive, and, so, and at times for those who go into it, they may actually go into it believing, even when they know 
that is not sustainable. Yes. They may actually go into it believing that before it crash, I will, I will collect my exactly. But you may end up being trapped. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yes. Because I've, I know people that have opened their eyes deliberately knowing that this scheme is not sustainable. Mm-hmm. But they always believe that, okay, let me just to check, to check out. If I go and set <laughs> up a, 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 a yeah, cash out, like you said, set up a Ponzi scheme today, I can guarantee you that in the first one month, a lot of people will put in their eyes. Believing that, okay, let me just take advantage of it. This is just new. And then, After all, there are people and, that and trust like, you. Yes, and like Bodhi said, cash out. <laughs> so that's the situation. When and they... you, and you, call, you know, most of these Ponzi schemes are, are packaged in different ways. Yes. To, to win people. I think that's the latest. They call it the ROI, right? Uh, return on investment. Yeah. You can you, the people tell you that they are, they are using your money to farm. <laughs> uh, return on investment. Yes, Come and farm. They show you the farm. We are, we are doing poultry. We are doing yes. Most times for the designing, the returns mm. are not realistic. But who will still go mm. into it? Just a, like what he said before he crashes, let me uh, yes, see. Yes, my, yes, check my luck. Uh, there is a current case that is popular. I think you are aware. A couple in the news. Yes. That two people born in Nigeria and ran through mm. Antigua. Mm. And I even learned that the government here. They bought citizenship. Of Imagine. So, people are not learning. Maybe. People are not learning, but mm. as media, we owe responsibility to educate. You to go on educating people. And that's why a story like this, making it to the front page of the national economy, is very relevant. Those who have ears, let them hear. Yeah, those who have ears, let them hear. And that is not from Dr. Maho, it's from the Holy Bible. But we need to go on a short break. When we come back, we will look at the debate newspaper. We'll be back shortly. Inside Nigeria, keeping you informed on what matters. Inside Nigeria for this Monday, November 1, 2021. Of course, we still have in the house Dr. Austin Maho. Dr. Maho is the publisher of the break newspaper. And of course, we'll be examining the front page of the break this morning. Unifred, we need to go back to politics again. And on the front page of uh, Daybreak, we have politics. PDP convention, Jonathan's absence on Seto's leadership. PDP convention, Jonathan's absence on Seto's leadership. Party hierarchy worries the former president is doggy and may have joined the APC. Says Jonathan's trip to Kenya, a convenient excuse to stay away from convention. Plans to send delegation to Jonathan as soon as he returns from Kenya. Dr. Maho, you wrote this. Yes. How much has the former vice president absent at the just concluded convention of the PDP on Central the party? Greatly. Oh my God. It <laughs> you know, from, from my politics editor that did the story, you can tell obviously that if you read the story, you know, you find out that they were greatly unsettled before and why they are unsettled is because it is obvious, like as captured by David, that the former president was dodgy. Obviously, he had a scheduled flight trip to Kenya. And the trip was not due till the morning of Saturday. And the convention started on Wednesday. Uh, sorry, I said Wednesday on Friday. So many of the governors, especially his home governor, actually to persuade him first to show and leave. Yes, lead the Bayestad State delegation to the convention on Friday. Then give a good message. 
then you can go. In fact, we are even ready to charter a flight for you. If you feel your flight, you know, may be late, we are ready to even offer you a charter flight to take you straight to Canada. The president declined. The former president declined. Secondly, they were like, okay, let's give you a soft landing. At least send a representative, mm -hmm. even if he's a person of the former vice president, Nana Desambe, at least to go and represent you at the convention. He declined. You understand? If you look at the series of events before his departure, and they attend by the PDP leadership, especially his home state government, Doe Diri, to persuade him to be part of the activities, and his long-term refusal to be part of it, you can tell that all is not well. All is not well between Jonathan and the PDP. And you equally recall that in the last couple of months, when it comes to the activities of the PDP, it has not really been visible. And we've been hearing these speculations. Yeah, there was neck. He was not there. Mm -hmm. You understand? And this speculation about the fact that the APC is dangling his its presidential ticket before him to take it mm. has been there over time. He has not denied it that he's not interested in it. Mm. And you look at the causal relationship that has grown in the past few months between him and the incumbent president. You just say something very, very important mm. that he has not denied. Yeah, he has not denied it that he's that not interested in it. He speaks a lot of volume. So when you put everything together and the fact that he's dodgy, he's not visible in PDP activities, the, the former president, we can safely say, not conclusively, that he's not comfortable with the PDP and he may be moving somewhere else. But could you say that maybe because he wants to play an elder statesman role, he doesn't want to be negative to politics any longer? It could be because of that. What do you he think? has not said that either. He, he quit politics. He has not said he has quitted <laughs> politics. Even if somebody like uh, OBJ, for instance, yes, came out openly. All his card and say he's no longer I'm politics. Yes, it's no longer uh, political. It's now an industry. I said that clearly, plainly. But in his case, there are so many speculations hanging around him, and he has not come out to give any clarification. He has left us all in the dark to speculate. So how do we generally speculate? We look at a series of events and draw conclusions. And of course, his and, body movement. Yes, his body language. And, <laughs> yeah, and, body and language. from all we can gather. From his body language, his movement, who he's talking to, where he goes to, who he has associates with, we can safely say, look, this man may be on his way out of PDP and moving somewhere else. Now, finally, Dr. Mao, would PDP lose anything in the event where former President Jonathan leaves the party? Will the PDP lose anything? They will. They will, they will, they will. It's a former, you know, no matter how you look at it, the fact that he is a former vice president, he carries. He carries a lot of goodwill. He carries a lot of. Let's talk specific he, electoral value. Electoral value, of course. Jonathan, when you look at the South, 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 for instance, who are the politicians in the South? Who are the politicians? You cannot mention five politicians in the South, South without mentioning Jonathan. You understand? That's the value. It may be symbolic, but he's a leader. He's perceived as a leader. as one of the foremost persons from the South South to hold the highest office in the land. So his voice commands, his presence, his voice commands followership. Right. So the PDP 
it's in their interest to ensure that they keep him within their fold, at least as the 2020, the momentum builds towards 2023. Okay. It's, it's in their interest. In politics, like you say, it's a game of numbers. We can only keep our fingers. So if, if if a situation whereby a former a former president in PDP moved to APC, APC can is a huge electoral uh, leverage for the for the APC to a, a campaign tool that APC can use against the people. If you were so good, why do your former president leave your party? So, uh, Doctor, we can only keep our finger crossed yeah. and see whether PDP to keep Jonathan or not. No matter. All right, we need to check what is on our last paper on the money this morning. Winifred, yes, that is uh, this day this newspaper. newspaper. Yes. On this day, today says are you? That is talking about Richard uh, Ayu, Senator Richard Ayu, PDP new PDP chairman says PDP is back to rescue Nigeria from her current mess. PDP is back to rescue Nigeria from her current mess, says Senator Yocha Ayu, yeah. new PDP chairman. New PDP chairman, former Senate president, former minister. And Dr. Maho, this is or this was contained in his uh, post-victory uh, speech at the just concluded PDP convention. Do you believe Ayu that PDP is back to rescue Nigeria from its current mess? Nigeria is in, is in a mess, no doubt. Okay. It's in a mess. Okay. If you look at all the indices, politi pol uh, politically, economically, security-wise, Nigeria is in a mess. If you look at where we were in pre-2015 uh, to where we are today as a country, you know that many people will even prefer to go back to 2015. Hmm. In fact, there are some people who have said that Buhari should return us to where he met us because we are better off where we were before he assumed the mantle of leadership. So on that ground, you can say that uh, PDP has already uh, crafted its campaign slogan along, along the line. This campaign slogan, I can tell, is going to be built around Rescue Nigeria. Operation Rescue Nigeria. It's not <laughs> going to be that Operation Rescue Nigeria. Whether they are rescuing Nigeria from uh, the economic quagmire or from the security uh, situation that we find ourselves and all that, it's left to them to now tell us it's, 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 it should be beyond rhetoric. You know, we've seen we've seen PDP before, we've seen APC. It's not as if PDP did marvelously well. If they did well, they wouldn't have been voted out of power. Then we've tested APC. The only prayer we have is that if APC is going to remain in power, or PDP is going to take uh, over, power. over power, we need a good country. We need sincere leadership. We need the country. We need the poor man need food on his table. We need the economy to improve. We need security situation. The security situation in, in the country, you know, to be better than it is. You know, as an average Nigerian, as an average Nigerian, we all know what we want. We need a better country. So whoever is going to do it for us is the person I believe that uh, Nigerians should uh, throw its weight, its weight behind. And in doing that, to be able to do that, Nigerians, this time around, Nigerians should ensure that they participate fully in the democratic process. It is no time to be back. We have, we have suffered. We've tasted two parties. 
we should now have a discerning mind if you get to know know the candidate politics this time around should go beyond party politics we should look at the candidate who is better for us we should be able to look at the candidate pdp is presenting and be able to look at the candidate put the two APCs together put the two candidates together and the media equally has a role to play in all of this the role of the media is to give the citizens the information they need to be able to make the right decision so as a need at the media we should equally provide that information we should be a political we should tell citizens the truth we should educate them and arm them with the information to make the right decision because leadership recruitment process is very important if we get our leadership recruitment process right we'll put the right leadership in the right uh, uh, position of power the country will be better be a win-win for all of us but it seems like most nigerians are more interested in criticizing instead of taking part just like to be actively involved in uh, this uh, selecting their leaders there's a saying that uh, most uh, uh, leaders no followers deserve the kind of leadership they get because take for instance the nigerian situation many nigerians are not interested in the in the leadership selection process or they're interested in after the uh, leaders and men start criticizing criticizing unfortunately when it comes to the, the push come to the show they will not vote and they will not even opt for somebody they believe they know that will be the best leader for them but they mortgage their future just uh, maybe 5,000 or mm-hmm. more of bread. Yeah, yes, uh, the mudu or salt <laughs> or, or, or sugar. Or so, so what so, do you think? Is there any role media can sensitize Nigerians? That is, that is where the media still comes in. Yeah, that's right. Illiteracy is prevalent in our country. A lot of people are illiterate. You cannot collect, you cannot ask for good governance from an elected representative who paid you 1000 2000 or 5000 before you casted your vote for that candidate we should think about tomorrow we should think about our children we should think about our country a better country you know that serves the interest of everybody not the one that serves your immediate interest mm-hmm. of 1000 naira of a bag of uh, of a mudu of salt you understand or money to eat lunch that very day that is not what politics your participation in politics should be it should be long term because if nigeria works it works for everybody it works for everybody better that is why like i said earlier the media have its role the media at times when we talk about the media the media is often seen is constitutionally empowered like when you talk about uh, media power it draws its power from section 2012 of the constitution that the media should monitor the govern, uh, governance on behalf of the government but we we are like the intermediaries between government and the people mm-hmm. we are the people's parliament yes. a kind of feedback me- mechanism if yes. the government is doing well the media tells the people that the government is doing well. if the government is doing badly the media is still that feedback mechanism which means when you look at those who are throwing themselves off of position of uh, elected posts. The media knows them. The media should be able to tell people that, look, these are the credentials of this individual. These are the uh, uh, manifesto of this individual. 
is this individual is it trustworthy or not so the role of the media is to educate the people and for them not to criticize but for them to look at the candidate and know which meets or fits into what the country needs at this point in time what do we need at this point nigeria is so divided for instance i can give one point we need a unifier right now as a country we need somebody that can unify nigeria and the media should be able to present itself as a vehicle well, yes, to, to, to push that message across to the other point. Well, Dr. we have to leave it here for now. Many thanks to you for creating time to join us this morning on Inside Nigeria. Yeah, but well, like I always say, we hope to see more of you. No problem. Well, thank you very yeah. much, Dr. Austin Mao is the publisher, debut newspaper based here in Abuja. And of course, viewers, we need to go on a short break. When we come back, we shall be looking at the just concluded 2021 PDP convention and the aftermath and will be joined by chieftain of the party and the social commentator Larry Olainka when we come back. Inside Nigeria, keeping you informed on what matters. Like I said earlier, we'll be discussing the just concluded PDP National Convention and its aftermath. And of course, we are being joined by chieftain of the party and the social commentator, Mr. Larry Olainka. Good morning, Mr. Alainka. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, good good morning. to have you leadership podcast. Good morning. Yeah, and it's a pleasure that you're coming for the first time. And I think, like I said to guests, we would love to see more of you. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's go to business, Mr. Alainka. The 2021 PDP National Special Convention has just ended in Abuja. And I know you were part and process of the convention. So what is your assessment? Of the convention well the the convention went well as as, the, as it used to be as the, the, the tradition of pdp the convention went well it also is it's also a demonstration that uh, that pdp has remained organized as, as it used to be pdp pdp has if, if you look at if you look at the, the, the there are always the issues you are and there and there pdp pdp always have this tradition of managing soon affairs and that's what you saw before before saturday on saturday and after saturday okay now that the party has a new set of uh, national working committee members so what do you expect from the members no the new the new set of uh, the people that were elected oh, yeah, so, take over next month so take over next month yes so, so they are they are still as it is end of UC members elect so, so what do you expect of your leadership by the time the a lot of a lot of responsibility has Place on their shoulders, and uh, if you look at the person of the of the incoming chairman, you, you somebody somebody who was in the Senate in 1991, 1992, or whatever, he was in the Senate. He was the Senate president, and he has remained consistent. He has remained consistent, and he say he's one of the founding fathers of PDP. That is very important. Is one of the is one of the party four the paper of the G thirty four that that formed PDP. So in a situation when when you have when you have a house that is having a problem, what you do is to go back to the to the basis to the roots. You go back to the to the drawings of the house. So what PDP has done that like you can see is going back to to one of those who founded the party, the fathers of the party. This party is having issues. Our father come, come and come and put things right, and that is what the party has done, and that is why I believe that 
that is on PDP under its leadership will rescue Nigeria from the current mess that we have. All right, Mr. Lenka, let's talk about the winners and probably the losers as you just concluded the convention. The national chairman or the new chairman elect the Chair Ayu was a consensus candidate of the North. There was no uh, uh, disagreement about him. But let's come to the South or Southwest, particularly where you uh, come from. The position of the Deputy National Chairman in South was contested between a former governor of Oshun State, Ola mm -hmm. and uh, the Deputy or the National Vice Chairman of the party, uh, Tofik Arapaja. I want to ask, Arapaja defeated Olingola by a wide margin, and you know the story in the in the space was that he was the candidate of governor for Oyo State, Shei Makinde. Now, what was the consensus, or was there a consensus? I know there was no consensus, but how come Shei Makinde, you know, brought a candidate at the zonal level to defeat Eddie Olafeso? And now at the national convention, he brought another candidate who is already occupying a position to the higher office and defeated a bigger stakeholder in the party, the person of Oyinola. Will there be a repercussion See, of this in the southwest? Let, let me tell you, the PDP we don't defeat ourselves. Okay. PDP we don't defeat ourselves. It's a family matter fear. The party we want to defeat is APC. So I tell people all the time, I don't, I don't, I don't subscribe to this idea of there is a, if there is a contest in Canada. Among, among, among children of the same of the same of the, of the same parent, you do not begin to talk about someone defeated somebody. There was a context. Are you are you maybe, <laughs> maybe it was also done so that so that to give semblance of because you can also not go to a convention and there's no like there's no competition. There must be. What gives you the impression that it was not so set up so that there will, there will be there will be a, a semblance of, of competition in the party? So we don't have issues. We used to have issues in the southwest, probably between uh, between the camp of uh, former governor Bashi, my boss, yeah. and between the um, and the camp of uh, of the of governor state but that has been that so, has been put aside that okay. result. So I don't want to I don't want to dwell on the So the Southwest PDP is one now. Southwest PDP is coming back as one. Because I tell people all the time, there's nothing that you share in zero. There's nothing to yeah. share in yeah. zero. Yeah. As of today, we only have one government in the Southwest. So we is in state as the governor now. I am from Ekiti. What do I get from 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 state? Nothing. So until we are able to also install our own government iniquity and also we have a government also, that is where we can begin to have. So our concern in the Southwest now is, is how to have more than one government that we have now. We are looking at election in the states next year. We are looking at election in Oshun, in Oshun next year. The state is predominantly PDP and that is the truth. Anybody telling you anything, anything. And the same thing in Oshun state. PDP clearly won election of two states the last time. We all know how it how, how it went. So this time, all the mistakes of the of, 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 that, that, that that gave out equity and uh, and your and also state to, to to APC, we don't want that to happen. That is our concern now. Okay, thank you, sir. So now talking about a uh, PDP presidential uh, ticket, obviously the party says it wants to zone it, makes it a free contest for all. 
what uh, do you believe in it and why is it so you see the party has not come out to say anything about the presidential election yes we just people assumed they went in the people went to town with assumption and they make it look real <laughs> the party is only committee for the convention only zone position for the national yes. offices yes that was what was done when we get to the bridge of the presidential contest the party will also sit down the party the leadership will also the stakeholder will put down together and say and look at whether we are going to zone to the north or we are zoning to the south or we are going to leave the contest open. In, and, and, and let me also tell you in politics when one politician tell you that this contest is going to be, to be open you already have a mind people have people have a mind they already they are they have already zoned that position in their mind and they will just go there and it's just like like saturday the unity list came out you see in like a pdp tradition the moment you see that unity list probably from the governors and all that you don't if you go about contesting you are wasting your time so when we get to that bridge we cross it when you get to that bridge you cross it all right uh, mr lanka let's talk about another stakeholder in the party former president Goodluck, jonathan Rose absence at the just concluded convention has made terms to lagging. Now, one of the papers we reviewed earlier on this program, uh, we saw a report about uh, the leaders of the PDP already disturbed about Jonathan uh, Arstens and there are uh, feelers that this signified the former vice president, uh, the former president might have made up his mind to quit the PDP. What is your take? You see, I, I don't speak for former president, not Jonathan, and I'm not a witch to know his I think I see a, 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 a President Jonathan trying to, to operate more like a statesman. That is what I'm saying. And, uh, and let me also tell you, PDP is not a, it's not, it's not, it, 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 PDP does not operate around one, around an individual. PDP, and if you look at it, PDP is a party that has never operated around one individual. And that is why, when you when one person leaves, you want to say ah the party will the party will, will stop being existing. No, it has never happened. People leave, people will come back. The moment somebody is stepping out, another person is there to step in to take his position and, and, and provide leadership. So uh, that the people are, are are concerned, are worried, and not you can be they can be worried naturally. But if you look at what happens on Saturday. Was there any 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 claim that oh because this person was not there? Don't forget that the person was who was deputy as as, as president, the vice vice president no, was there. Was there was Saturday. He was part of all the processes and all that. So I I see Jonathan maybe trying to people are saying he wants to go to APC. For me, it is his right. He has tried to even go out and she be somebody was INEC INEC chairman so the guy was INEC chairman he left INEC ordinarily I won't be INEC chairman I don't think that kind should of person politician. should not come back and be a politician <laughs> but it's not a politician <laughs> but there's nothing we can do about it because he's only exercising his right as guaranteed by the Commission of Nigeria so government president Jonathan is, is exercising his right to freedom of association in the want to okay who he wants to be with he might want to be in his house he might also want to take care of other issues 
that are personal to him. So I don't want to join people to begin to insinuate. He wants to go to APC, he no longer likes PDP and all that. I don't want to insinuate. If he wants to go to APC, he will come out by himself and announce it. And when he does that, there's only anybody who can do about it. All right, let, let me ask a follow-up question from what my colleague asked you earlier about rotation and presidency, which you said the PDP is yet to actually decide where the presidency will be zoned to here we come from. Well, personally, let me ask you, Mr. Lyonka, where do you think the presidency or where yeah, let me ask you about your own party. Where do you think personally the presidential ticket of the PDP should be zoned to come 2023? Let me tell you as as myself, Mirio Lyonka, me. I'm not, I'm not an, uh, as Nigeria is now, the situation that we are now. It's not a situation whereby you begin to say you are, you are zoning power to somewhere you are zoning. You don't allocate, you don't allocate what you don't have. It is what you have that you begin to give to people you allocate. PDP today does not have power. So it, it cannot allocate has, power. It cannot allocate power. The party that can that can allocate power and say, okay, we are zoning to this and come out with it is APC because they are the one holding power presently. But the issue here is that are Nigerians concerned about who their president is? People are not concerned. If you are in your house, you have light, you have water, you can feed reasonably, you can provide for the needs of your family reasonably, your security is guaranteed. You won't even remember who, the, who your president is. So all this issue of uh, you want president to come from your, unless unless maybe you want to pick me as president, or you want to pick she and your fellow she as president, because I know that I will have direct involvement in it. But if that is not going to happen, what Nigeria wants is a, is is somebody who will lead the country out of this mess. And if you ask me, I will tell you that that kind of person should be gotten from anywhere. If it takes, I, I say this all the time, if it takes bringing a president from Kano, for instance, or president from Lagos or from uh, Oshun, or let me say, if you stay bringing a president from, from Kassina and bringing his, his vice from Kebi for Nigeria to get out of this mess, I'm for you if it means, as they will tell you that uh, you know, that somebody will come and tell you, uh, Christian, Christian, a Muslim, Muslim. Nigerian voted for a Muslim, Muslim ticket in 1993. Nigerian voted for Muslim, Muslim because Nigerians, the ordinary Nigerians, are not concerned. It is, it is, it is the elite. It is the political class that will whip up uh, the, the, the stories to to, to 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 support their their own mindset. That is what is happening now. So where, where the president is going to come from 2023 is not my business. I want a president that Nigeria can look at, can, can, can be their chef and say, we have a president. And that president can, should, can come from anywhere in this country. Well, lastly, Mr. Olayinka, I don't know if you... All right. Uh, in 2018, when your boss, former governor of she was leaving office, you saw how he tried to make sure that his then deputy professor Shalai Leka was uh, succeeding as the governor of the state well, was assisted by the power that be at that time and I know for sure again now less than a year to the Kitty governorship election your political family is also backing another candidate on the platform of PDP 
to become the governor of Ekiti State after Dr. Kayoko firing How far can you go this time around? Well, in 2018, we picked the name to Seneca, and the fact of the matter is that PDP won that election. I have said this several times, and I've challenged Governor Fayemi to hold back to his chest and swear that he actually and he honestly, sincerely won that election. He did not, and we know. We know how we know what happened. Let me tell you something. At about 5 a.m. The morning, the day of the election, my two telephone lines stopped working. Me, my two telephone lines stopped working. And what did they do? I was getting anonymous call consistently, constantly. They besieged the, the number. So I was not able to even reach out to any other person. Nobody could reach me for 24 hours. It stopped. 5 a.m. the following day. <laughs> and that happened to everybody around Governor Fayoshi, including the governor himself. Who could have done that? Can 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 a private individual do that in the country? It's not possible. Okay, Mr. Lanka, that, that is part of history now. It's, so, it's past. Let's talk. Best, how, can, how far can you go in best, best, the upcoming countries? This, this time around, the election next year is for PDP to win. That is the truth. Because I have said it before, I said, I said it here, PDP is the major predominant party in the United States. The only time we lost power genuinely, that was after, after 1999, was 2010. Where we lost power then was through courts. We lost power again last in 2018. And like I've said, those who took power that we know, we know those who came to it tell and told people that we know that we cannot win but i'm not that bad know that we are not going to begin to mention it but 2000, next year i'm confident that we are going to win but i am also concerned about the system because the system that is being run in nigeria is such that oh whoever that we want is the person that we will, 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 will sort of seems to be working to answer but free and fair election today in the kitty there's no how because what can in the last three years what can that government point to well the, i've seen governor Fahini projecting his achievements on the front has, of newspaper let me day. tell you I, I, so I, see, I see i see i see i see stuff like that on the, 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 the fourth page of some newspaper that i've asked myself you don't advertise achievement if you construct road people who use the road we know that road has been constructed now if you if you do something in a kitchen when you go to a kitty now you see overhead bridge there you don't begin to tell people that this overhead bridge was when you see it you see it's believing now you see it and you know who constructed it let me let me give you an example there there used to be somewhere in a so it was a slum complete slum when fire shake came in 2003 just like a miracle we changed that slum to to what is now called financial market. It's like a GSM market, that market market in Adwekit. That market was not named after financial. They named it. it was not named. Nobody named it. But today the market is called financial market or the financial because the, the people name the market by itself in their home, in their mind, in their so own consciousness. You don't need to advertise. Oh, so Lanka. they said, let me let, let me let me also point this out. 
they told us that finally as finally commissioned the civic center how could you begin to build civic center government well, this is not time for a campaign mr lanka we thank you for your time and many thanks to you for choosing time to join us on inside nigeria and like i said now we hope to see more of you no it has problem. been a wonderful discussion today mr larry olanka is a public affairs analyst the chief of the pdp and his first person of former governor are your fellowship of the states. On this note, we've come to the end of this discussion. Winifred, it's time to go. Yes, Our viewers make a date with us tomorrow, Tuesday, November 2, for another edition of Inside Nigeria. From here, my name remains Modigbadibo. Bye for now. This program is brought to you by Leadership Podcast from the stable of Leadership Media Group.